1: Good morning. It is Tuesday, October 31st. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, coming up later in the show, we're going to speak with Nikki Kelly from Indiana Capital Chronicle about this very article in which it states that the Secretary of State Diego Morales has given a spot bonus to nearly every employee in his office this year. does include a family member and his former campaign manager for a total of more than $300,000. All right, Rob, before we get into this, please explain to me and everybody listening, what is a spot bonus?
0: Yeah, this is important, not because Diego is a goof and a loser, because he is. But this is such an egregious abuse of taxpayer money and the way resources are supposed to be allocated in state government. And so what they're talking about here is a spot bonus, is a mechanism, and and this was available when I was at the state and, and has been ever since, and it makes sense. It is a resource available for state employees who go above and beyond what is asked. So maybe there is some just gargantuan Task given to them, they do it in a timely fashion. Uh, you know, they get it in before a deadline. It exceeds the expectation. Maybe someone has, uh, due to you know a layoff or an illness, been doing the work of two or three people. And you, as either an agency director or in this case as um, a statewide office holder, have the ability to say, "Look, you have exceeded the expectation set forth." To, a, to an extent, that here is something outside of your agreed-upon salary in order to say thank you for your service to the taxpayers. Now, let me be very clear about this. They're supposed to be very rare. They are supposed to be uh, used with immense discretion, and they are only supposed to be used to reward the absolute best performance that just blows the expectation, the reasonable expectation of the taxpayer out of the water.
1: All right. Well, (laughs) it sounds like it's not going to be something that happens all the time. And for an entire department.
0: No, absolutely not. No, it like, you would you would hear about when somebody would get a spot bonus when I so I worked in the state auditor's office and then in the uh, as the pharmacy board director, you would hear about it. Right. Like we have given Cindy a spot bonus because, well, we were down two customer service reps for two months. And yet the amount of customer service calls that were answered were uh equal to or above what we normally have cindy has exceeded her expectations everyone please put your hands together for cindy Mm -hmm. right i mean these are the things we're talking about when we're talking about people who should get these spot bonuses
1: okay well 80 bonuses were doled out this year to 68 staffers in the secretary of state's office 68 staffers the office has 75 employees So pretty much all of them got a spot bonus. They all went above and beyond. Think
0: about if you're one of the seven who didn't. (laughs) What (laughs) are you doing?
1: You're seeing the writing on the wall, perhaps.
0: And very important to note, his Mm brother-in-law, who I believe already has, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe already has a six-figure salary with the state of Indiana, who Diego hired, one of his first hires was his brother-in-law, also received not one, according to Capital Chronicle, not one but two Of these spot bonuses.
1: Yep. So these bonuses ranged in price from $500 to (laughs) $12,000. Can you imagine a $12,000 bonus? (laughs) So it's an average of $4,540 per employee. And uh, a couple of them, like a dozen of them, got two bonuses. They were extra special.
0: You should be enraged by this because this is everything we told you about this guy. Now, keep in mind, Diego Morales, Secretary of State, according to paperwork, was fired from the office. He was about to be fired again before he quit. He somehow magically got rehired. Uh, Voted in, according to records, a county different than where he takes his homestead credit, Mm -hmm. which your homestead credit is where your legal residence is. uh, Spent almost $44,000 on a campaign car, which he vowed, I believe, to sell once the campaign was over. And to my knowledge, nor anyone else's has, has not done that yet, had a work history that couldn't be really clearly defined and a bevy of other issues related to this guy. And the Republican Party said, well, we hate Holly Sullivan so much because she's tied to Holcomb. We're going to elect this buffoon as... A middle finger to Holcomb. Well, now it's the taxpayers that are getting the middle finger because this guy is doing everything we told you that he would do, which is he has no idea what he's doing. He's totally unqualified for the office, and he's just throwing money at people now going, (laughs) whee!
1: I've got all this money. Okay, so the only other statewide office holder to use spot bonuses this past year was Eric Holcomb. Uh-huh. He spent $3,250 <laughs> on four separate bonuses, and they range from $500 to $1,000. So four bonuses from the governor's office at the cost of $3,200. And,
0: and look, I'm telling- Quite
1: tell- different from 68 bonuses costing over $300,000.
0: And I'm, I'm doing my fingers here, Casey. People can see me now on the camera again. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, the idea that someone is getting $12,000 in spot bonuses is so ridiculously egregious. I mean, it is just, it flies in the face of everything this is supposed to be. The spot bonuses are a mechanism by which agency heads and supervisors and office holders can reward people who have gone above and beyond. There is no way that 68 people. Because I know people who have to deal with the Secretary of State's office, and I can assure you, Casey, mm-hmm. there is no way that 68 individuals have gone above and beyond. Now, what has happened here is Diego's saying, well, I don't like the salary ordinance. I, I don't like what people are getting paid, so screw that. I'm just going to- uh, Make sub- up for it. I'm em. going to subvert the mm-hmm. will of the legislature who writes the, you know, the salary ordinances, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Well, because I'm Diego, and clearly being a complete and utter buffoon doesn't matter, and- this, this is the problem with rewarding people like this. And last year, if you remember, Casey, we were warning people. This is the problem when you vote for someone solely out a protest for someone else without any sort of vetting of who the person is or when the vetting is done and presented to you, you go, it doesn't matter. This is what you get. You get a guy that believes he's bulletproof and invincible and has absolutely no regard whatsoever for you or your money. And he's just going to hand out money to people in order to try to curry favor or, in this case, help a family member. Yeah, it sounds
1: like favoritism. I mean, this is a state elected official who's just throwing around taxpayer money whenever he feels like it.
0: But this is the Republican Party in general, right? Look at who benefits its biggest government budgets ever, its biggest growth of government ever, its highest taxes ever. This is the Republican Party. Look at who benefits from so much of what the Republican Party does. It's connected people, it's insider people, it's donor people, it's lobbyist people. It's family members. In a very weird way, Diego Morales is the absolute perfect Indiana Republican.
1: It is 13 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 W UIBC. So Joe Biden unveiled a new executive order yesterday on AI, artificial <laughs> intelligence, right? Lots of different components to this one, creating new safety and security standards for AI, which includes that some AI companies share their safety test results with the federal government.
0: Okay. If you ask Joe Biden right now to explain artificial intelligence to you, could, mm-hmm. could he do it?
1: Mm, no. No. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, so he is. Has cra- he ever used it? He is. No. Cra-
0: he is crafting. What do we call these? Uh, executive orders. Is mm-hmm. that what these are? Yep. So he's crafting executive orders off something. Any average person would realize this guy totally, 100%, absolutely cannot explain probably a single solitary thing about.
1: It's interesting when he was talking about it. He's uh, he's talking about deep fakes here, and just listen to what he has to say.
0: It's already happening.
2: AI devices are being used to deceive people. Deep fakes, use AI-generated audio and video to smear reputations, speak spread fake news, and commit fraud. With AI, fraudsters can take three-second, and you all know this, three-second recording of your voice. I've watched one of me on a couple of <laughs> times. I said, when the hell did I say that?
1: But all kidding aside. no, All kidding aside, does he even know when he actually says something?
0: Well, this is interesting because he's setting up. You mm-hmm. and again, doing my fingers mm-hmm. here. I'm telling you right now that whatever they have, because Grassley, Chuck Grassley, U.S. Senator, has claimed you know they have all this stuff on Biden and these informants and mm-hmm. everything else, and I think. More than one person has claimed there's audio recordings. Right. They said
1: there was phone calls that were taped.
0: And you watch. He is setting it up right now Mm -hmm. so that when whatever that is comes out, which inevitably will with the House investigation and likely impeachment, et cetera, they will claim that that is artificial intelligence, that that is faked, that that is not real. You watch. that is There is no way that is an accident that Biden said that. And it'll, it'll take several months for this to play out, obviously, if the Republicans ever get around to it. But you watch. That is going to be the defense.
1: Okay, so this is a preemptive strike against any bribery recordings. But the fact that he said, I've watched one of me and said, when the hell did I say that? What, was he sitting on the beach in Delaware on his phone, scrolling through TikTok or something and, and saw some video? No. If he saw anything, it's because somebody brought it to his attention.
0: Casey, have you ever heard of OnlyFans? Yes. Do you have one? No. Even under- No, but I should after this next
1: story we're well, about to I, share. I
0: wondered if you had one under an assumed name because mm. uh, it turns out- Another teacher has an OnlyFans account and Mm -hmm. people are not happy about it.
1: All right. That's coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclib
2: 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you got to strike while the iron is hot, right? (laughs) Although you may not have this opportunity much longer. This year by far the most profitable thing a teacher can do is go on OnlyFans.
0: Yeah, that seems about the most 2023 thing ever. So now it has come out. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know, OnlyFans is an online platform Mm -hmm. in which you as an individual that For a, You set your own subscription rate, and people can subscribe to that account, and then you can do on that thing as you please. Now, originally, it was not (laughs) supposed to be for nudity and pornography-related items, but as with everything else, it quickly became that. And so you have everybody from, as we're about to talk about, local teachers to your friend on Facebook who is selling for $5 a month or $10 a month or whatever it might be. Opportunities to see scantily clad or naked photos of themselves. Plus, uh, there's upgrades, there's different tiers, you can have personal interaction with the people etc etc did i did i you describe got that properly yep. very good thank you
1: yeah so now we're about to have what an only fans teacher gold rush because for the second time now a teacher at the same missouri high school <laughs> has landed in hot water for supplementing her income by peddling herself on only fans
0: All right, so I have so many thoughts about this because with the initial reaction, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so inappropriate for a teacher to behaving be behaving this way, Mm -hmm. and it is right. Mm -hmm. That statement. This is a time where multiple statements can be true. That is absolutely correct to say that it's inappropriate for a teacher who exposes herself to minor children on a regular basis, or children that I guess that the oldest would be eighteen or nineteen ish, to to be behaving that way. That statement is fact. However. It is also true that in a world where clearly, and we see this in Indiana all the time, who benefits the most when the school referendums, et cetera, that are supposed to be for teacher pay? The administrators. Right. The teachers don't get, it seems like time after time, the benefit of the school referendums or teacher pay or whatever. It goes to these top people who are making, in some cases, a quarter of a million dollars a year plus benefits. And in this case, like this teacher here, I believe was making something like 47 a year. If you're looking at this going, and by the way, this broad claims she had $125,000 in student loan debt. Right. Okay, we need to have, that's a separate conversation. <laughs> how you can have a degree in education and you somehow racked up $125,000 in student loan debt. Lady, you suck at money and you have got terrible life advice. But this this teacher, just like the teacher before her at the same school is saying, look, I am very well assembled mm-hmm. and I'm making $47,500 and I'm pretty much capped at that. I um, mean, you know, it's based on whatever... Uh, agreement we negotiate with the teachers union and the school board etc i have to figure out a way to supplement my income well look mm-hmm. i can just so, show some cleavage and maybe there's a few nudity photos here and there and i don't know what else she does in her account but i can make in this case as she was saying like three to five grand a month mm-hmm. doing this Well, the reality of economics say that while it is totally inappropriate as a teacher to be doing this The reality of economics say people are going to go where they can make the most amount of money, most people for the least amount.
1: Of work, Yeah. Uh, So she said teaching doesn't financially support a person. It's really hard to stretch those paychecks during the summer. That's why she did it. Here's the deal, though. So this is a teacher at the same high school (laughs) that another teacher was previously busted for doing the Uh same thing. And
0: she's a millionaire now.
1: She's a millionaire. The other teacher is now a millionaire. Turns out these two women are friends. Yeah. So one... Got the secret sauce on how to make yep. the money. Uh, big write-up in the New York Post. Mm-hmm. Her friend hears about it, does the same thing, and then what happens? Well, another article in the New York Post. Yep. And the Daily Mail. Yep. And Barstool Sports yep. recapping it on the blog. So, it's almost like they really wanted to get busted. And say goodbye to that teaching job, because at this point, they're
0: millionaires. Sure. Now, okay, so... You know me, I am I am often the world was a better place when I was a small boy. Guys, okay. Sure. However, everybody in high school had almost everyone, if you didn't, you totally missed out, one hot teacher. Like there was always one chick who had just graduated college and because the teacher the year before had retired or left in a, in a flea or, you know, moved out of state or whatever, there was always one mid to late twenties well-assembled teacher. Mine was senior English. And look, everybody <laughs> pondered what the teacher was like mm-hmm. in senior English mm-hmm. when she left the premises. And I'm not saying I'm proud of this now, but what we used to do in senior English is there were about three of us that worked in cahoots with each other. And we would, she had the photo of her and her boyfriend on the desk and we would distract her and we would cut out photos of our own heads and we would put the photo of our own heads on her boyfriend's mm-hmm. head and we would see how long it would take her to figure out how many periods we could get through where the <laughs> the, the smoochy photo was of her and Anything one of us. to
1: entertain yourself and, in English class. But
0: the point is, would that teacher, I have no idea, would that teacher today, if she had had access to internet only fans, whatever, when I was a senior in high school, there's a, I'm not saying there's a decent chance, but I'm saying there is a chance It just simply didn't exist. I don't know. The teacher could have been a total freak in her personal life. We prodded. We probed. Mm -hmm. We got as far as we could get before we were told the next trip was to the guidance counselor's office. But I don't know. I have no idea. So it's easy for me to go, when I was a kid, this stuff just didn't happen. Of course it didn't happen because it wasn't available to happen. Teachers are people too. And while it isn't appropriate as a teacher, you can't blame the person for getting out of the profession then and going and making the money.
1: Okay, so if you're somebody who's okay with showing your bits and pieces, uh, you could make a lot of money doing this and we could start seeing hot teachers, hot for teacher all over the country start running and doing this play.
0: And you know, okay, so. The reason I think OnlyFans is so popular is because it allows people to have personal interaction with people that they otherwise could not personally interact with. It's different than just seeing a chick on film, right? And so for people who feel the need to part with their monies for this interaction, Mm -hmm. it's interaction they otherwise would not be able to acquire. I have long said this and again not proud that i know this but the number one and look the strip club is a largely dying industry in in many places but for years and years and years when the strip club was a predominant form of entertainment for many men the women who did the best at the strip club was not necessarily the best dancer or the hottest chick it was the chick who had the best personality who was capable of interacting with men, because the majority of money they would make was not on the dancing on stage, but rather it was simply the interaction with the men off the stage, in which they would just sit there and listen to them, mm-hmm. or interact, or pretend to care about their feelings. Only fans—that's what that is now. It is the, it is the, pretend caring stripper, but <laughs> it is now on the internet, and you can have some. Yeah, Kurt Darling's laughing because he knows it's true. Yeah, you know that's right, Kurt. And so this thing is out there, and Barstool was talking about this, and they're absolutely right. This is gonna just keep happening because these teachers who aren't making enough money are recognizing I can make a gajillion dollars and so what if I get fired because for a window of time I will be the teacher who had the OnlyFans account and by the time I get fired I will always already have a built-in client base and mm-hmm. it simply doesn't matter. And,
1: okay, but it's going to become commonplace because the novelty is going to wear off. Eventually the market will be flooded with high school teachers who were quote busted on OnlyFans yeah. so then you're not going to have as much interest in that. I think what we really need to do on uh, WIBC's birthday, yeah. how much attention would conservative radio hosts get it's busted on OnlyFans <laughs> hat. I mean, let's go next level, right? You Boy, say you want to know rich people? Yeah. Write the headline, Rob. Yeah. Write the headline. Are you are you willing to... Well, we've talked about this before. Are you willing to do it? No, I don't... See, but I'm not a
0: well-endowed
1: young teacher. Nobody's going to come flocking you get the problem to my is page. You
0: gave it away for free on Twitter that day after you had too many margaritas. <laughs> if you'd have just held it to yourself, you could have made a bunch of money off this.
1: All right, let's get to the news. 28 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC
0: It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails, brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. 317-684-8444.
1: 317 684 It's time to hear from you with your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. So trick-or-treating tonight in Brownsburg, Rob, is between 6 and 8.30. Are oh.
0: you ready? No, I'm not. And I just got too much going on. I got other things I got to go do. I got to go buy more baby formula. Mm-hmm. My wife's working, so I'm in charge of the kids. So I'm just going to just... Phone it in this year. <laughs> you
1: can turn the lights off. Well, no one's. Look, home. I would have
0: gladly, I would have gladly put the candy dish out again, like I did, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to pay whatever it is, $93 for a bag of candy to have some loser, one person. loser idiot mm-hmm. steal all the thing. And then, I mean, I can't be running down the middle of the street with a baby in my arms this time. Right. And so the one guy had to ruin it for everyone. I mean, I, I can't do two things at once. And the previous kid kids whatever it was plural ruined it so I'm just I'm tapping out this year
1: well we had discussed different options for you what you could do and you had said at one time you put uh Questionnaire yeah. Like, who'd you vote for? Yeah, I said,
0: you, yeah I'd, I'd put, if you, uh, when the kids came up to the door, I said, if your parents voted, you have to ask them if your parents voted for rainwater and Trump, you can take uh, two pieces of candy. Mm-hmm. If your parents voted for Holcomb and Biden, you could take one because that's how taxes work, kids. Um, and again, I would be more than happy to do that. But I just simply, uh, due to the uh, irresponsible growth of the community in which there is a single ham, uh, high density, single Family uh, housing development on every corner these days. You just simply, it's Brownsburg is not what it once was, and they've ruined it for everyone. So therefore, I'm not participating.
1: At okay. All. Well, somebody did call with a suggestion of what you could could do if you. It's not too late. You can still stop at the store on your way home if you want to change your mind and try this option.
2: Hey, I have a suggestion for Rob and handing out candy on Halloween could do the smarties and Dumb Dumb plan <laughs> where you ask kids questions and depending on their answers they either get a smarty or a Dumb Dumb. just a thought
1: i think it's right up his alley <laughs> that would require effort though wouldn't
0: it it would and again i would love 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 to just put that thing out there because i mean what am i supposed to do like hold my baby and answer the door and you know hold the can i mean like how does this even work from a logistics (laughs) standpoint? Oh, crap, I dropped my baby, but at Mm -hmm. least these kids got their Snickers. No, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm not doing that. And I would be more than happy if we still lived in a world where you could trust people to just leave it out. But I know I'm going to watch in real time as some kid is going to take all the stuff again.
1: All right, somebody else called and uh, yesterday was a a big day here on the program. Did you hear uh, Mike Pence dropped out of the presidential race? No way. Yeah, and uh, somebody called and uh, said that what they think he's going to do next
2: hey rob i think the good grifter mike pence will now run for state senator from indiana and once he finds out he's not going to make that and he has to drop out i think he'll realize that he's finished
0: well state senator would be a big step down from vice president Mm -hmm. i don't know if he meant u.s senator uh which is a possibility but Jimbo is already running for that. And then mm-hmm. there's John Rust who's trying to run. And Jimbo and the Good Time Fun Gang at State Party are doing everything they can to keep John from running because they fear competition. Uh, it will be interesting to see what Mike Pence does next, though, because there really is nowhere for him. To go,
1: You know, when we were talking with Micah earlier, I was uh, tempted to ask him which think tank he thought <laughs> that Mike Pence would go work for, because don't you think that's his next play?
0: Well, here's the problem with that. And as Liz Cheney, I think, is finding out. Look, th- Mike Pence is not radically or has not been radically anti-Trump. At least with Liz Cheney, goes from the beginning, I'm radically anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. So there's a lane on the left for people to tolerate and stomach and have Liz Cheney on because she's been saying the same thing, whether you agree with it or not, for a very long time. Of course, yeah. she's wholly ridiculous, but at least there's the lane for that. Pence can't do that because socially, he's very, very far to the right And they're not going to, you know, have him on CBS and NBC and all these other places unless he's willing to just be on there to badmouth Trump, which then that further alienates him because the problem is the places Pence might go work are dependent on dollars from people who many of them are still fans of, loyal to Donald Hi. Trump, yep. etc. So he's really in a box in terms of how he's going to play this going forward because he is so loathed amongst the Republicans. Well,
1: not only that, but they also might be fans of his to donate to his cause, and he couldn't even get enough donations right. for himself right. to get on the debate stage.
0: I mean, that is pretty pathetic that you are the most recent vice president, you know from the you know there's obviously been an election but you were vice president at the last election and you can't even get enough party support to make it to Iowa. That's mm-hmm. pathetic. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm wondering if maybe he'll get some sort of teaching or emeritus that, position.
0: There, there's, a, there's a strong chance with that. I mean, again, he is not going to go work a, a real job. Um, <laughs> you know, he was an investor and, and invested in his brother, Greggy. And we saw how Greggy and Mikey did when they had to have real jobs or real investments or how Kiel Brothers Oil Company did. They're pathetic zeros. So he's not going to do that. He's incapable of doing that. So he'll have to do something that involves uh, minimal work for maximum pay.
1: Okay, uh, yesterday we were talking about robots. There's a factory that's set to <laughs> produce 10,000 robots a day. Right. Starting in 2025, we got on a conversation about the Roomba, a mm-hmm. little vacuum cleaner. yeah just set it and forget it, there's let a, it go, There's clean a lawnmower, house.
0: lawnmower that does the same thing. Mm-hmm.
1: And somebody called and had a comment about that.
2: So I'm listening to your uh, discussion of robots, and uh, you brought up the Roomba. Among my favorite Roomba stories, and there might even be a YouTube video about this, is where the Roomba starts its job middle of the night and uh, starts moving back and forth around the the, the, uh, the room that it's sweeping. And it doesn't recognize that a dog has left a big steaming present (laughs) on the floor. Um, Talk about a mud mess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what robots would get
1: you it's <laughs> not wrong I thought about that too when we were talking about it but I just didn't want to go there
0: here is my question yeah. for you how dirty does your floor have to be that on a bi-weekly basis you need to sweep it
1: mm-hmm. some people like a clean floor you're well, walking I get, on I get it that, all the but time that,
0: that seems like a bit excessive I mean I like I have an English bulldog who sheds and it's like once a week we can sweep and clean up and then it's back in a reasonable fashion for mm-hmm. him to destroy again. What must be going on at your house that multiple times a week you feel the need to do some sort of clean on your um, place in which you live? Well, I think... How often do you clean? Once a week. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, but it's like the whole thing. The yeah. bathrooms yeah. and you know, sweeping, dusting,
0: all of it, mopping. And I mean, because you live in a skyrise. It's very spacious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of open space.
1: Uh, but the more egregious thing is that there's potentially a YouTube video of this out yeah, there. Yeah, sure. Like, who who wants to watch that? Yeah, you watch a Roomba scoot that across a. Family room?
0: My wife. Gross. All, my wife all the time will say, we have to clean the floors, and then I will just follow up with why. And she never <laughs> has an answer for why, other than, well, they just got to be clean. And
1: then she does it, and you no, sit there and watch? Heck No, no,
0: uh-huh. I do it. No, uh-huh. no, 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 that's why I ask why. And there's never a good answer on why. It's like, We sweep. I sweep Mm -hmm. the floors. We have hardwood floors, so we sweep them. Well, you know
1: what? You're going to be paying a lot more attention when Livy starts crawling. But
0: she's not yet.
1: Right. But when she does- But she's not yet. You'll see how dirty your floors are when you pick her up and there's brown spots on her knees.
0: I fully understand how dirty the floors actually are. I mean, we have one of those water sweepers, and Mm -hmm. so all that stuff gets caught up when you, because we have hardwood floors. No, I fully appreciate and understand how dirty the floor actually is. But I will ask once again, (laughs) why? Because right now there's no one actually crawling on the floors.
1: Well, when there is, you'll understand why. You don't want those germs getting all over her. All right, one last phone call, and this is about the uh, mayor's race in Indianapolis, and one of the talking points has been food deserts
2: hey guys i had a question for you we hear all this talk about food deserts and we have to get grocery stores and everything into downtown indy because of all these food deserts at the same time and and i guess i have a question on what a food desert is exactly but at the same time we've expanding or we're in the process of expanding the bus service in indianapolis i'm personally somebody that's legally blind that Navigated Indianapolis via the public transit system. And there are a lot of those bus routes that will go right past, you know, your grocery stores. So we're expanding the public transit system to connect things better. And at the same time, we're saying, well, it's not good enough that you can get to a grocery store that might not be right downtown, even though you can jump on a bus downtown and get there, I just don't understand how you can, um, how the, the politicians can say, we need to fix both these things when expanding the transit system makes it more connected, so do we really have a food desert? Just wondering. Thanks.
0: Yeah, he's right. It's a it's a non-existent problem in search of a government solution, and that's what the government wants. They want you to believe there is this gigantic problem. He's absolutely right. Now, food desert is hey, there is no grocery store in your community by which you can reasonably get to. Now, a big reason of this why there are no grocery stores in many communities are things that the government actually could help with but refuses to do in this city and many others which is crime it's violence the condition of the roads condition of the community blight all of these things that government could play a role in but chooses not to mm-hmm. so what the government wants to do is instead of solve the actual reason that a private you know, grocery grocer wouldn't want to come to a community, they say, well, we must do something about this because we failed so epically over here. We must create a solution to this non-existent problem.
1: It is 1044. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more
2: about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: When I look over my shoulder. 1048, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 what WIBC. You
0: what? you have a list of the most popular Halloween costumes? Yeah. Totally just hitting you with this. During the break, Casey's like, Would you like to talk about this? I said, sure, whatever. Would you like to talk about that? <laughs> no, I don't care. And then she didn't mention that at all, but now I'm just hitting you with this. Yeah. uh, Because I feel like that's when we do our best work. So they have listed the (laughs) 20 most popular Halloween costumes. Mm -hmm. And uh, number one, surprise, surprise, is Barbie.
1: Yeah. Lots of pink. And you know what? I read an article that said even as popular as the movie was, Mattel is still expecting to have a light Christmas, really? Yeah, interesting. Like it'll be it'll be better than it has been, but still not where they want it to be.
0: So you and I were having this conversation, and you, with your husband mm-hmm. on a Sunday when we were walking, I can't remember if it was to or from the Colts game. Yeah, but we were talking about the um, somewhat revealing <laughs> Halloween costumes mm-hmm. that exist in the ether today. Yeah, and if indeed you are a parent. How are you feeling? Because there's a good chance you're friends with your kid on social media or you follow or whatever application you're on. If you see your daughter, and look, I freely admit, in my 20s and into my 30s, Halloween was my favorite time of the year, yeah, Casey. I'm sure it was. Um, really enjoyed the Halloween parties. But if yeah. you see your daughter, your 19, 20, 21-year-old daughter, dressed as I don't know a sexy nurse isn't that what they say on the costume mm-hmm. package yeah. now if you go everything's the, sexy um and you're seeing her with a couple of frat bros aren't you thinking to yourself aren't you pausing and going where did I go wrong? Because the, let's face it, the Halloween, uh, it's not a holiday, but whatever it is, the Halloween event, isn't just for little children anymore. Mm-hmm. The adults are as into it as the kids these days.
1: Yeah, and you had asked me, you know, if I was doing the whole sexy Halloween costume. Are you going <laughs> as a
0: sexy radio broadcaster on the 31st?
1: I'll be going with my handout, asking for money, uh, because that's what disc <laughs> jockeys <Shackies> do, right? <laughs> And then uh, Jim let you know that one of his favorite Halloween costumes of mine was when I dressed up like Hulk Hogan.
0: <laughs> sexy Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it wasn't
1: sexy at all. I wear the skull cap and everything. Oh really? Oh yeah. Is there a
0: photo of that you could post like on Casey Davis? News? There Dana's is. There's probably one on floating out
1: there, and he was uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. We were wrestlers. That's right up your alley.
0: Okay, I don't mean to be mean about this, but <laughs> Kev's gonna smiling because I think he knows where I'm going with this. So number twenty is bear. And let's face it, Casey. Yeah. There was just a different sort of woman at the same Halloween party who went as cheerleader versus woman who went as bear.
1: What do you mean bear? I'm I'm getting down to it. Are you nope. talking oh like a bear? Like they dressed up like I a bear, like it's a like bear costume. I thought you meant like bear from the television show the cooking show bear. An ode to a cocaine bear? <laughs>
0: it could be very popular. I mean let's face it. Am I am I, I look, uh, I realize this is a totally mm-hmm. world worldly view of society. And and probably makes me a misogynist or whatever. But at the Halloween party, and I'm just going off my own experience, mm-hmm. the chick who went as Bear... She's was, just
1: looking to have a good time. The chick <laughs> who's going as sexy cheerleader is looking for something else.
0: Yes, somebody at a different level of self-esteem. I gotta respect
1: the, uh, the chick who goes as Bear. I mean, she's probably pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Well, no, 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 definitely the most fun, <laughs> definitely the chick you're not gonna have to pick up off the floor. But I'm just saying, I'm telling you right now... Yeah, so Bear,
1: you also have Ghost, Cheerleader, Mermaid, Batman, popular for the boys, yeah. uh, Pumpkin. Batman's still a thing, huh? Mm-hmm. That's wild. A clown, and uh, <laughs> Princess Peach from the Mario video games. Who? Pirate, Princess Peach.
0: Why is Wednesday Addams a big one? That's number I, six, according to Billboard. Yeah,
1: I saw that as well. That's is, there, is there an Addams Family,
0: something that I missed, or?
1: But how does this bunny costume strike you? And here's the thing, with Bear, Yeah. It looks like the animal, yeah, uh-huh. a bear. Oh
0: yeah, bunny. It's a Playboy bunny.
1: Yeah, and then they have and that's a
0: fine. Bunny. There's no problem with There's that. There's no
1: fluffy cotton tail. There's yeah. no cute whiskers. It's like you know the black bow tie and the rabbit ears, here's, and the fishnet stockings. And
0: Kevin and I have talked about this many mm-hmm. times at the mentoring sessions. <laughs> in all things in in which the goal is interpersonal relations with a member of the opposite sex, it's all about strategy. Mm-hmm. And here's what you got to do from a strategy standpoint when. You go to the Halloween party, whatever. Mm-hmm. You've got to walk in realizing that the women who are whether it's bunny or cheerleader or uh, Barbie or whatever thing in which showing as much thigh as possible is the goal mm-hmm. and, and not get pu- a public indecency citation, you got to remember. They're doing it for everyone at the party. So you can't walk up <laughs> thinking they're trying to look good for you. They're mainly trying to look good for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you got to strategically work your way through the evening, realizing <laughs> mm-hmm. that that's what you're dealing with.
1: You've also got princess and Spider-Man, witch, fairy, and witch. it's interesting because, you know, like fairy, for example, this costume looks like it's about as big as a napkin uh-huh. and it's yes. $45. Yeah.
0: It's a, there's a real ripoff. There, so the pop, have you ever been to the pop-up Halloween store? You no. know Where they literally just like lower a banner on some mm-hmm. abandoned Michaels or whatever yeah. it was once upon a time. And, and then two, two months later it's gone. You ever, you ever been yeah, to one of those? I go to those. Uh, I love those stores because I love how much people are willing, you see the price on the thing and Mm -hmm. you realize how much people are willing to throw away for one- For one night. One night. One night of fun of some cheap plastic thrown together. Uh thing. Which did
1: you enjoy more when you were dressing up, doing the homemade costume or going to a pop-up store like that and buying the costume? Well, it depends on-
0: Homemade. Yeah. What phase of life are we dealing with here, Casey? Are we talking about Rob at eight or Rob at 28? (laughs) Because the answer is going to be very different based on which one we're going off of Go with adult Rob. Uh, oh yeah, definitely the store. The store mm-hmm. itself. It,
1: it seemed more authentic, oh, yes. although it was cheap plastic. Look,
0: like, I'm not. I'm not proud of this. I, and look, I've changed <laughs> a lot over the years. I'm markedly different at 39 than I was in my mid 20s. Mm-hmm. But I used to, like, again, just that's what we do here. We reveal our lives to people. Mm-hmm. I may have used to enjoy going to the store and seeing the well-assembled women in the store and trying to figure out what costume they would look best in. (laughs)
1: Let me recommend this for you. You would be really good as a sexy cat.
0: (laughs) I don't mean to sound like a total weirdo that might stuff you in my trunk. Do you
1: you work here? No, I don't. But I think you would look great in this.
0: I'm a bit of an expert.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. It is 1056. Trick or treat. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Oh. No.